Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about ACO, how you can achieve high results in ACO field. I know it's hard, but if you have the right knowledge, you can overcome all obstacles, simplify your journey, and get results. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Sadim Malav. How are you? I'm great, uh, Anatoly. Thanks for having me on your show. Really excited to be here. And uh, hopefully, you, uh, uh, your audience can uh, get some insights on SEO. Like you said, it's a very hard topic. It's a very broad topic that we are discussing. And I really hope, uh, you know, we have a very productive discussion. Nice, nice. Thank you. Can you tell how to pronounce your name? Because, you know, I'm Ukrainian. For me, it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> any name except Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah, I I have the same question about your uh, name. I'm uh, I'm hoping uh, it's uh, Anatoly uh... If I'm not Anatoly Ulitovsky, yeah. <laughs> oh, the second name I'm not even going to try. <laughs> uh, but uh, my name is uh, pronounced uh, Sandeep Malia. Uh, Sandeep Malia. Yeah. Uh, Sandeep Malia. I, I... Yeah, Malia. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I I almost did a good job, you know, with that, <laughs> but almost. <laughs> not bad. Let... Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. Okay, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about SEO. You know, I've been uh, doing SEO for uh, close to uh, a decade now. Uh, I have about uh, 14 years of experience. Uh, I started my own uh, marketing agency back in 2015. uh, And I started my marketing blog, uh, 99signals, at the end of 2016. And... uh, It generates half a million visitors now and also generates a lot of uh, passive income for me. So uh, it was a side hustle to begin with where I wanted to share uh, the marketing insights that I gained from my agency. And uh, I wanted to document all that on my blog. And uh, um, after a few affiliate partnerships, uh, you know, I soon realized that you can uh, earn quite a lot through affiliate marketing. And uh, that's what I've been doing, uh, you know, since um, 2016. I still have my marketing agency, but uh, I would say 70% of my revenue comes from uh, uh, 99signals. So uh, I have a lot of uh, passive income streams uh, and uh, affiliate marketing truly has changed my life. And uh, SEO played a huge role uh, in uh, helping me get there. Uh, SEO is one of the traction channels I used, uh, you know, to uh, basically grow my blog. Uh, I tried several things. Uh, I tried social media marketing. Uh, You know, I had uh, multiple uh, social accounts. I was promoting some of my posts. Uh, It helped quite a bit. But uh, in the end, SEO, the results that I got from SEO were, you know, more exponential than any other traction channel. So I've continued down that path. uh, And um, I've also done a lot of uh, webinars with uh, SEMrush. Uh, I also have a very extensive uh, SEO archive on my blog. And uh, I hope I can, uh, you know, really share uh, some useful insights uh, on this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I have the first question about updating content. Uh, you mentioned that you have some archive content on your blog. Can you tell mm-hmm. how often do you update this content? Because, uh, you know, uh, in the last update, uh, Google helpful update and many other things, if you don't mm-hmm. update content, it can impact uh, the whole website, the entire website. So mm-hmm. uh, your results usually decrease. And I see this issue with some of my clients uh, who created yeah. a lot of great, valuable content. But hmm. five years ago, three years ago, and it's obsolete <laughs> today in most cases. Yeah, Can you yeah. tell how how to handle this issue from your experience? 
Yeah, that's a very interesting topic that you brought up. It's one of my favorite topics. And um, I follow something called the content, content update strategy. Now, this is where you keep updating your content to keep it fresh. And uh, what I see some of the bloggers doing is uh, they just change the date of the post, right? Let's say a post was published in 2019. They'll change it to, uh, uh, let's say, October 2022. Uh, that doesn't uh, help a lot unless you make some changes to your post. So, uh, uh like you said, Google values relevance a lot. So uh, whenever, I mean, you as a user, when you give a Google search, uh, you would always want to find an article which was published this year rather than something that was published uh, last year. Uh, let's take NFTs or Web3 as an example. I mean, this is something that's evolving uh, on a daily basis. And NFTs are not uh, as they were in 2021. They were quite popular, more popular in 2021. It was a bull uh, market. Now, uh, NFTs have to go through a bear market, right? And uh, many people think that NFTs are scam. So if you don't update your content accordingly, then uh, Google obviously is going to uh, derail your rankings. And uh, that's something like a basic uh, hygiene check that all SEOs need to do. Right. And I uh, recommend doing it every three months. Uh, you need to, uh, you know, do a content audit every three months just to make sure that uh, all the important pages on your site are updated. See, uh, in the end, um, you know, it's the 80-20 rule, right? I mean, 20% of uh, the blog posts that you have are going to generate 80% of the traffic. And you need to make sure that at least these 20% posts are updated, relevant. Uh, also update the visuals. Uh, it's not just... Uh, uh, important to you know update the text content but you also need to update the visuals and uh, in an evolving industry like marketing seo you where you know you have so many algorithm changes happening this year itself we had like three or four uh, important algorithm updates so you need to make sure that uh, you have all of them uh, uh, you're, you you're keeping your pulse on all those changes and making uh, updates accordingly so it's not just about, you know, slapping a new date on uh, your post. Uh, that doesn't work anymore. There was a time when it used to work. Uh, HubSpot used to do it quite regularly. What they used mm -hmm. to do was, um, even though the URL said, uh, you know, SEO Techniques 2019, the post was, you know, updated, on uh, updated in 2022. That doesn't work anymore. You need to update uh, your content. I mean, you need to update it honestly. It's just not about, you know, changing the dates or anything like that. Also, um, you know, if uh, you can design an infographic for your post, uh, complement your post with a video, that also helps a lot because videos are ranking in snippets these days, right? And whenever you give a Google search, you'll see the video results right on top. So if you have a video tutorial that you can uh, probably, uh, you know, insert in your post, that's also going to help a lot. So updating content is like super important. It's one of the basic things that uh, all the established bloggers or experienced bloggers should do. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and big companies also, like HubSpot. Uh, just, yeah. uh, one, just one more thing that I wanted to mention. There's a very useful tool out there because uh, sometimes you would want to manually update your post, right? You have to check your analytics data or search console. There is a tool mm -hmm. called animalsrevive.com, right? Where you just have to enter your email address and it will pull data from your analytics and it will show wherever there is content decay, right? Over the last six months. So you'll get six months data on, um, you know, the posts that are not doing as well as they used to. So these can be like, uh, these are the low hanging fruits that uh, basically uh, need an update, right? And uh, that's something that uh, anyone can do. They, go in, they can use this tool. They'll get an email on, uh, uh, they'll get information on the kind of posts that are uh, outdated on their site. And they can easily go about updating them. So that's one tool that I wanted to mention.
Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Go ahead. Thank yeah. you for this tool. Uh, by the way, you can uh, share this tool on private chat. I'll share with my audience. Sure, uh, sure. And I'll do that. Submit to uh, the description. I have the question about uh, creating the right strategy. Uh, can you yeah. tell how to craft the right strategy? Uh, the reason why I'm asking about that because many webmasters still create mm -hmm. generic strategies or uh, have no strategy at all because according to a few studies, mm -hmm. only 36% of marketers uh, have a documented content strategy. <laughs> so most of them mm -hmm. yeah. just yeah. Uh, rewrite existing content in the top 10 results, use generic keywords, open in SEMrush, HRS, any other <laughs> tools, uh, C-Ranking. Yeah, 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 take just high volume and that's it. Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't work mm -hmm. today. Can you tell mm -hmm. about creating the right strategy considering your customers, competitors, and uh, possibility to rank this content right that's a that's a really good question and uh, because seo is such a broad topic uh, like you rightly said um, there are a lot of uh, generic seo strategies out there but i'll talk from my experience this is something that i've done for the last couple of years with my clients uh, at my agency i deal with mostly early stage and uh, growth stage startups and uh, there is this strategy called the middleman strategy which was first uh, you know uh, proposed by Ahrefs. They have a very detailed post as well. I'll share the link with you um, in the chat box. So uh, middleman strategy, uh, I'll just provide a nutshell of what this is. And this has really worked for uh, most of my clients. And it's a default strategy that I follow, right? So now when you talk about SEO, it mainly comes down to two, th two things. Uh, you have content on one side, you have backlinks on the other. Now, because content, uh, without content, you can't rank uh, you know, you can't get backlinks and you can't rank on Google. So content is super important. Developing quality content is super important. And we'll get to that when we are covering, um, you know, SEO mistakes and uh, keyword research. Now, most companies that I deal with, uh, most startups that I deal with have these commercial pages or they also call money pages. Now, these are the product pages, right? Uh, and uh, many um, uh, startups that I deal with, they don't even have a business blog. So that's the first step that I usually uh, uh, you know, develop for them. You know, the, what we do is we start developing uh, cornerstone content for them. We start creating informational posts for them because these are the posts that get backlinks. Now, uh, you must have done a lot of uh, link building yourself, uh, Anatoly, and uh, uh, you will probably know that uh, it's these blog posts that get most of the backlinks, right? And uh, when you just, uh, you just mentioned SEMrush, when you type uh, HubSpot, um, when you do a domain search on HubSpot, you'll find that 90% of their links are coming from informational uh, pages. So it's very important for you to develop these uh, informational pages. You need to have a really good business blog. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, how old your startup is or how new your startup is. You need to start blogging right away and you need to blog consistently. You need to publish at least four or five posts a month. Uh, now, on the other hand, money pages are very important pages. These are product pages, right? And these are the pages that are revenue generating pages for you. Now, the problem with these pages, like I said, is you don't get backlinks. So what do you do? What you can do is you can identify middleman pages. Now, these middleman pages are basically pages from your own site. And these are the informational pages. These are the blog posts that are probably getting a lot of backlinks. Now, once again, you can use a tool like SEMrush to identify uh, you know, the best buy links pages. Now, these are the pages that are ranking well on Google. And these are the pages that are also getting a lot of backlinks. So what you can do is you can start inserting internal links uh, on these posts. You can, um, you know, use your, uh, you can increase the authority of your money pages 
by uh, leveraging internal links on these pages. Now, that's one strategy that I've used at, uh, you know, most of uh, the clients that I've worked with. And uh, it has shown results in less than six months. Now, SEO is a very long-term game, right? And uh, sometimes the clients that I deal with, uh, the kind of traffic they get is like very low. It's like 100 visitors a month or 150 visitors a month. Using the middleman strategy, I've been able to at least generate 5,000 visits a month for them, right? Regardless of uh, being completely industry agnostic here. So that's one strategy that I would uh, recommend uh, to everyone out there. It's quite useful. Ahrefs has a in-depth post, also a video on the same strategy. You can check that out. Um, but otherwise, any good thing, any good place to start with is, uh, you know, do SEO audit, right? Uh, if you've not used an SEO tool before, one of the basic things you should do is uh, do an SEO audit and identify all the errors on your site, all the on-page technical SEO issues on your site and go about fixing them. Those are the basic checks that you need to do. Uh, mm -hmm. But apart from that, when it comes to building backlinks, you need to remember that it's these informational pages that generate backlinks and not the commercial pages. And I would uh, request everyone out there not to, uh, you know, send outreach emails uh, uh, that have, uh, you know, these commercial pages or money pages, because no one is going to link to money pages. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, awesome. You mentioned about uh high quality content uh hmm. but you know it's interesting that uh, many webmasters don't understand how to create high quality hmm. content Be uh, you know and it's subjective uh you know when i write yeah when i write an article i can feel that it's the best content ever but hmm. i'm hmm. biased you know because it's my article i spend time with that uh hmm. can you tell how to measure quality for example if you have content plan uh well research content plan you know exactly what you want to share with your audience how to create this high quality content because you know uh, for example uh, 10 years ago i had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything you know they uh, wrote uh, about any topics uh, google ranked well everything was fine but after some updates many updates uh, we changed this attitude because today for me it's better to cooperate with experts who know the topic who uh, know exactly how to share something mm. new because copywriters mm. in most cases they usually rewrite they go to the top 10 results get uh, the best content rewrite uh, show a hundred percent with uh, some uh, tools uh, copyscape many others you know everything is fine but google can understand that uh, even if google if you if you can uh, game google i'm not sure you can game people because uh, if they usually check out the top 10 results if they see the same content it's like to watch uh, a movie with the same plot yeah it's not interesting nothing mm. uh, unique yeah, with that yeah right can you tell right how to find responsible writers uh, who can create yeah. high quality con and valuable content yeah, like you said, uh, it's very subjective. And uh, what you think is high quality content, uh, you know, may not may not be same as uh, what I think, right. And uh, one problem I face with clients, uh, you know, from any industry for that matter, is they want to write about what they know. And uh, it they want to write about what interests them, right. So keyword research is not even uh, on their radar, right. Uh, they want to uh, write posts that uh, uh, that they think their audience is interested in. But uh, it all starts at keyword research, right? It all uh, starts at uh, knowing the intent behind the keywords as well. Uh, you need to know the intent uh, of the keywords before you even start writing about them. Like we just mentioned informational and commercial pages, right? And the keywords that you choose for these pages will be quite different, right? Uh, 
so uh, that's the basic basic is to start with uh, keyword research now uh, you also mentioned that uh, when you give a google search for a certain topic um the kind of posts that you find are uh, almost the same the ones that are ranking on top 10 there's nothing unique about them so there's your answer right there you need to create unique content people say that uh, uh people say that you know you need to have 10x content or uh, you know uh, that's the seo uh, lexicon that is used 10x content but uh, sometimes even 2x or 3x is good uh, what you need to do is uh, you need to analyze uh, your your top 10 search results so whatever keyword you target you need to see the top 10 results and you need to see what they're doing right and you need to create content that is totally different from them yes you need to obviously you have to take some of the points because uh, you know you're going to write on the same topic so you can't be completely 100% unique but you need to add your own unique voice you need to add your own unique insight yeah. and uh, another thing that i've uh, uh, found uh, that has worked for me is uh, adding a bit of interactive content in um, in your piece of content right so for example if i'm writing about seo strategy it would make sense to uh, have an seo quiz at the end right so that's something not a lot of people do or having an faq section at the end right so what this does is uh, it'll also help you rank in the search snippets now question based keywords are quite popular right and uh, because of that, uh, not only are you uh, enhancing your article, you are also getting an opportunity to rank in uh, the search snippets. And that itself will, uh, you know, drive the CTR. Yeah, yeah, so I love it. Yeah. Yeah, especially about uh, stand out from the rest. Of course, you can analyze the top 10 results. But, yeah. uh, of course, you need to consider uh, user's intent. But you need to stand out from the rest and consider your strong sides uh, because you know many webmasters uh, just replicate the same content because they think that user intent that uh, they can't use another format you can why not you can use another format uh, considering yeah. user intent and your strong side so yeah mm -hmm. that. Uh, okay I have the question you know uh, I can't avoid one question because I see some books on your background can you tell uh, <laughs> your loving books and how they can help you, you know, to go ahead? I, I found, you know, yeah. uh, uh, once I discussed this question with my audience and uh, many of them proclaim that uh, books are the same few books. I disagree. You know, I think books uh, are foundation and uh, have yeah, a lot yeah. better knowledge than any blog post because uh, book offers usually spend like six months an year to write a book but uh, yeah. to write a blog post you can spend like uh, a few hours uh, okay a few days but uh, not like uh, writing a book yeah and for yeah. me books give more knowledge can you tell your loving yeah. books and how they can help you yeah i mean uh, books have been a very important part of my life uh, and uh, i make it a point to read at least uh, 50 books a year and uh, both mm -hmm. fiction and non-fiction nice. combined I uh, had a very ambitious goal uh, last year to read 100 books uh, in a year, but I couldn't achieve that. Uh, but uh, I read both fiction and nonfiction. But ever since starting my own business, uh, I've 80% uh, of my reads are nonfiction. So um, I uh, recently, uh, not recently, it's it's a book that I visit quite often, uh, The Almanac of uh, Naval Ravikant. I think that's a book that uh, every entrepreneur should read uh, because Naval Ravikant has uh, unique insights when it comes to uh, business and philosophy. So that's one book that I would recommend. Um, 
and there are many books that i revisit and uh, another book that i revisit is mindset right uh, mindset mm-hmm. talks about uh, talks about the difference between fixed mindset and growth mindset and as an entrepreneur it's very important for you to have a growth mindset and uh, you know like you said sometimes um, you know we need to have that learning aptitude right uh, sometimes uh, entrepreneurs seem to have that know it all attitude and they approach everything with a fixed mindset seo take seo as an example right seo is an ever evolving topic seo changes on uh, almost on a weekly basis right you have new things coming up if you check the uh, search engine journal uh, new section you'll see new uh, information about google algorithm updates uh, also new uh, channels that are coming up when it comes to social media marketing so as a marketer you need to constantly you know update your information and you can't have this know it all attitude what worked in seo in 2017 is not the same as uh, 2022 So uh, this book mindset basically helps you develop that uh, you know that growth mindset which is very important for entrepreneurs. So uh, I have a I have a you know a long list of uh, resources uh, on my blog there's also a resource for uh, the best books that I would recommend to entrepreneurs I can probably share the link with you yeah, in the yeah, chat sure. box. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the books that I would recommend to all entrepreneurs out there whoever is uh, listening to your podcast and uh, I would love for them to you know visit this post drop their comment and uh, if they have any book recommendations they can, they are welcome to share them because I'm always looking for more books and this is just one bookshelf that I have I have two more one in uh, my bedroom uh, <laughs> one in the guest room so there are books everywhere <laughs> Nice nice yeah. love it love yeah. it yeah yeah. Uh, yeah you can share the link on the private chat guys sure. who listen on audio podcast you can find uh, this list in the description below uh, okay uh, let's go ahead and uh, you mentioned about interlinking Uh, I think you know yeah. this strategy is often ignored. Uh, for example, I use interlinking. Mm. Uh, it's it's my loving link building technique because you know when you create new content, you can interlink mm. with other content on your website. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. to get much higher results and uh, even more. For example, even if you uh, wrote an awesome blog post that get traffic, but if you don't interlink with uh, commercial pages. Uh, Uh, ignore uh, submitting call to action you can't sell you can't monetize can you tell more about interlinking in the sake of uh, sharing juice SEO juice yeah, and for yeah. the sake of selling products yeah uh, I mean for the sake of selling products I've already mentioned um, you know the middleman technique right because you are boosting your uh, uh, money pages through internal links basically uh, so that's uh, already been covered but uh, like you said um you know internal links are super important and they're also ignored because they're the boring aspect of seo right backlinks are much more interesting and uh, more difficult so people tend to think that uh, internal links are uh, you know not that important or uh, something that uh, is not worth wasting spending your time on uh, but even internal links are backlinks right suppose you have an authoritative uh, post on uh, on your blog and uh, you publish a new post on the same topic you're basically transferring link juice from one post to the other right and um, i mean it's it's very important for you to uh, develop internal links whenever you publish a new post right you should do a basic hygiene check you can just give a site search right uh, you can just type the keywords that you have targeted and then you can give your own site url in the google search box and then do a search and these are basically the pages where you can get internal links from from your own site so that's uh, that's a very important step the reason uh, people don't do it is because uh, uh, people think that it's, it's not very impactful 
right and i would disagree with him with them there because uh, it's one of the easiest things you can do to boost your authority see many things in seo are very simple uh, people are reluctant to do it because you know they think it doesn't fetch results but uh, these days whenever i publish a new post just by adding a few internal links here and there i've seen the authority go up i've seen these pages ranking higher of course google eat is also very important expertise uh, authority and uh, trustworthiness uh, that uh, that is also pretty important it's not easy for uh, new bloggers or new startups to start ranking right away it takes at least 6 months to 1 year but at the same time uh, once you have like uh, a robust business blog let's say you have like 20 25 posts on your blog it becomes much easier to optimize them and we've already spoken about a few techniques updating your content on a regular basis and uh, optimizing your internal links would be another thing so doing all these basic hygiene things can really improve your seo and that's that's something that i would recommend to all seos out there Yeah, awesome, awesome, so valuable. Okay, Sandeep, I have the question about link building because it's the most complex uh, part in yeah. SEO, the hardest part. But you know, it's interesting that uh, you know, from my experience, I see uh, two uh, different SEO specialists. Uh, mm. The first part, uh, you know, they believe you don't need. to uh, provide any link building and you know hmm. they are right i can't tell they they are wrong because uh, i check out some uh, of their content i found uh, for example some websites can get like a million traffic you know without any link building because hmm. Hmm. they create links worthy content then uh, i started to research more about this approach and found for example uh, they share the budget for link building to create much better content high quality content mm. and links worthy content for example when you create content that deserves natural uh, links so why you need to provide link building and if you have authority uh, in your benchmark mm. so why i think that's mm-hmm. okay uh, but right. uh, in this and uh, for example Brian Dean many others tell link building is very important we know about that mm. according to many studies that uh, share more backlinks uh, higher mm-hmm. traffic Can you tell how to find hmm. the balance between link building uh, and not link building at all from your experience? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's again a very good question, and uh, uh, there's a common misconception uh, among SEOs that uh, you can't rank without backlinks. You can rank without backlinks. I've ranked, uh, you know, my pages without backlinks. It all depends on the keywords that you're choosing, right? Sometimes you can choose long tail keywords. Uh, which have uh, which may not have a lot of search volume, but uh, which don't have a lot of competition either. right so you can easily rank for these keywords uh, you know without building uh, any backlinks as long as you have quality content as long as you have content that answers all the basic questions that are raised by uh, the searchers out there so there are uh, there are pages uh, there are topics for which you can uh, you know start ranking uh, high without uh, you know ev- even creating a single backlink Uh, at the same time when it comes to more established topics more competitive topics it's very important for you to develop backlinks right uh, and uh, uh, are you there anatoly i think yeah 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 screen... i'm here oh okay okay i think there was some <laughs> lag <laughs> yeah okay. sorry about that so uh, mm-hmm. like i said when it comes to certain topics which are very competitive uh, it's very important for you to you know uh, build backlinks and uh, I've seen a lot of people doing outreach, uh, but outreach can be very exhaustive, right? You need to send uh, like three hundred, four hundred customized emails to get ten responses, and out of those ten responses, two or three will probably uh, respond to you and uh, give you a backlink. 
and you need to follow up regularly for you to get that backlink. Uh, it it's much easier once you have an established blog. Uh, but uh, when I was just starting out, it was very difficult to do outreach. It took me some time, um, you know, to uh, really uh, get any response from uh, someone. So this was back in 2016, 2017, which was very difficult for me. So what I did was uh, basically. I did all the regular things. Uh, I did the profile uh, profile links, all the uh, tactics that Brian Dean mentioned, right? Uh, not the moving man and the uh, the skyscraper technique, but some of the basic uh, tips that he mentioned. I followed all of them. Uh, but one of the easiest techniques uh, that has worked for some of the clients that I've worked with is uh, converting brand mentions into backlinks, right? You'll be surprised uh, if you use a tool like Buzzsumo. Uh, you'll be surprised to know how many of your uh, you know brand mentions are unlinked now these are again low hanging fruits for all these companies right they can just uh, create an alert on buzzsumo and they can get an email whenever you know someone um, uh, mentions their brand or mentions their name uh, on their site and you can just reach out to them and uh, you can tell them to just uh, uh, include your link instead of just the that mention and uh, See, here you don't have to put a lot of effort because people have already mentioned your brand. People have already mentioned your name. So it's very easy for you to convince them rather than just sending a cold outreach email. So that's one tactic that I would uh, recommend to uh, everyone out there who's struggling to get backlinks. You may already have a lot of brand mentions that you're not aware of, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I wor recently worked with a client who had like two, 275 un, uh, you know, uh, unlinked brand mentions. And uh, by just converting most of these brand mentions into backlinks, I was able to raise the authority of the site and also improve their search rankings. So this is one of the easiest things you can do. It doesn't take a lot of time and effort. The second thing that has worked for me is infographic link building. I believe in creating high quality infographics. And um, I have a dedicated designer working for me now, but I was using a, a tool called Design Pickle which again is quite expensive, but you get dedicated professional designers working for you, right? It's much better than creating a uh, creating an infographic on Canva, uh, creating an infographic on Fiverr through a designer who uh, really doesn't uh, give a damn how good your infographic looks. So it's very uh, important for you to use a dedicated professional designer for your needs uh, if you really want to do an impact with your infographic. Uh, we just spoke about creating unique content, right? And there are a ton of infographics out there, but you need to design an infographic which is uh, which is informative at the same time, which is designed professionally. And uh, Brian Dean is one person you mentioned. If you check out all his infographics, they are quite detailed, and they are uh, they. I mean, an infographic itself is like a standalone post, which can give you all the information you need to know about a certain SEO topic. So that's something that. Uh, I would recommend to uh, um, people who are struggling to get backlinks. Infographic link building method is uh, pretty good. So what you need to do is you design. You need to design a professional infographic. Uh, then there are certain authoritative infograph infographic submission sites where you can just uh, uh, you know drop an email to these site owners and you can get your infographic listed. But uh, when you send an outreach email uh, with your infographic, that becomes more compelling. You have you basically have uh, a, a bait for uh, someone that you are reaching out to. You have a resource that is unique, right? Not a lot of people create infographics, especially in the marketing domain. Not a lot of people create infographics these days. So that's how you make your content unique. Uh, and we also spoke about interactive content. Uh, we spoke about creating quizzes, calculators. These are, again, unique content pieces which uh, have a high potential of uh, earning backlinks for you. 
So if you create content like this, if you create content like infographics or quizzes, uh, you're just uh, increasing your chances of, you know, getting replies for your outreach emails. Your outreach emails will be converted more. And uh, that these are these are some of the things that I would recommend um, everyone to do out there. Because, you know, when it comes to backlinks, it's mainly outreach, right? And when you have uh, reached a certain status uh, in um, in your industry, then you can probably do relationship-based link building. Now, you and I uh, have a good professional relationship now. And uh, if we were to talk about link exchange, it would make sense. I could probably, uh, you know, uh, have a resource on my blog, which would be an ideal link for your blog. Similarly, you could do the same uh, for your blog as well. Now, relationship-based link building also works, but that works only when you have a certain authority for your site only when you have established certain domain authority or domain rating or whatever you want to call it so once you've reached that level you can do relationship based uh, link building it's also called reciprocal link building um, you scratch my back i scratch yours so that's how it works so uh, these are some of the tactics that i uh, wanted to mention uh, you know sandeep you want to leave uh, you want to lead me uh, to an emergency room you know with all this knowledge a lot of skills you know <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah <laughs> yeah it, you know i i love learning but you share a lot of valuable insights you know so yeah i i need to uh digest all this information <laughs> okay uh <laughs> can you share uh this tool uh about infographics so uh, i'll share with my audience as well yeah and I'm going sure sure to try it so it's uh, not just infographics you can also create uh, blog graphics youtube thumbnails and all that so what uh, design pickle does is uh, they'll give you a dedicated designer for your site so every day you can uh, request one or two graphics for your site and uh, your blog or your website will be more professional that way because these are professional graphic designers working uh, on your needs so it's much better than you doing your uh, you know you, you doing your own designs or graphics through canva and other free design tools out there so mm -hmm. if you outsource your design work to someone, someone who's like professional, who has a better grasp of design than you, then you are going to uh, create that much of an impact. And we keep coming back to unique content, right? And uh, visuals play a very important role uh, when it comes to, you know, convincing someone to stay on your site. So uh, that's why Design Pickle would be a tool that uh, if you can afford it, then you should definitely uh, try, try it. Also, Fiverr gets a bad rap. I also mentioned Fiverr uh, in a very nonchalant way. But uh, Fiverr also has some good designers. But you need to make sure, you need to do due diligence. You need to check all the reviews before you hire someone out there. So if you want someone within budget, someone who can design these graphics for you, you can also find them on Fiverr. But you just need to uh, make sure that you're doing your due diligence. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not only about me. Uh, people... Uh, thank you, you know, for all this information. So, <laughs> yeah, you. that's great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, I have the question about, um, you know, uh, I'm interested to find the balance. You know, uh, by the way, I ask a lot of questions about the balance, but, you know, it depends <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> as usual. Yeah, yeah. and uh, to find the balance between uh, creating content uh, at scale. You know, people still ask me hmm. uh, how many times to post uh content and you know uh, i see two approaches oh, of course the first approach uh from brandon yeah we know him mm -hmm. uh and uh, he recommends to create super high quality content the best content yeah. Uh, yeah. and then publish you can do it even at least one time a month uh, yeah uh, but yeah. the second approach from uh 
Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he shares that you need to create uh, as maximum as possible a lot of content at yeah. scale. Micro of course, content. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I found uh, with the approach from Gary V, you can increase your uh, confidence and quality. For example, if you create a lot of content, mm. Uh, mm. if you text a lot, uh, write a lot, you can improve quality. For example, Seth Godin mm. usually writes every single day. Why? Because he yeah. can increases the quality of his text. And many book right. authors, they usually write plus thousand words a day just in this for the sake of increasing quality. Can you tell how mm. to find the balance between posting a lot mm. and posting less? I think uh, all approaches work from branding works, from Gary works, but can you yeah. tell how to find this balance? Yeah, um, that that really depends uh, on your industry as well. I mean, if you uh, if you have a news website, then it's very important for you to follow the Gary Vee approach, right? Where you create micro content, where uh, you populate all your social channels with uh, different pieces of content. And uh, basically, uh, you know, when Gary Vee does it, it's fine. But when others do it, it's spam, right? Basically, someone who's posting 20 <laughs> to 30 times on Instagram, uh, you know, you would be annoyed with a friend like that. Uh, so it's it's very important for you to probably reach a level where you are comfortable sharing, uh, you know, uh, daily insights with your audience. And you also need to build that audience on Instagram, right? And Gary Vee himself talks about uh, having native content. So uh, each channel that uh, you have, uh, you have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, each channel deserves respect. What I've seen a lot of marketers doing is they repurpose a lot of content. Right. Uh, and when I say repurpose, they copy the same content that they posted on Facebook onto LinkedIn. That doesn't work anymore. Right now you're using LinkedIn live. Uh, not many people are aware that LinkedIn even has a live platform. It's people think it's just Instagram and uh, YouTube. Right. Uh, and you're right now leveraging a channel that not many people are aware of. So, yeah, so it all depends on um, the kind of uh, uh, format that you choose uh, when it comes to I can as a blogger. Uh, who has not experimented a lot with social media or the Gary Vee technique, uh, what I can say is uh, for me, writing every day is very important. Not publishing, but writing every day. Uh, so I make it a point to write at least 500 words a day. doesn't matter where I am. Uh, recently, I was on vacation uh, to Turkey and I made it a point to write at least 500 words a day. Right. Because does it, uh, I mean, it's just a habit that you're developing. It becomes muscle memory after some time. Right. You need to it's like brushing your teeth every day. So for me, writing 500 words is something that I do every day. And this is something that I've been doing for the last 18 months or so. And uh, I never break away from that habit. Uh, and it also makes you a better writer that way. Right. So um, uh, and uh, when it comes to blogging, you mentioned Brian Dean again. He's he's someone who. Uh, publishes one post a month, if I'm not mistaken, but that post will be very detailed, very interesting. It'll cover the topic from A to Z. It'll have all the insights. So that's one approach, right? And all his posts are more than 5,000 words or 6,000 words. But as a blogger, the uh, the balance that I've found is uh, 2,000 to 2,500 words. Any topic that I write is uh, would will at least have 2,500 words. And those are the articles that are ranking well for me. And uh, I try to make it a point to, you know, publish every week. Uh, if that ha doesn't happen, then I make sure that I at least publish, you know, uh, once every two weeks. And uh, I also keep updating my posts. And uh, updating a post itself uh, deserves the kind of respect that a new post gets, right? Sometimes when you're updating a post, it's just like writing a new post because there's so much new information to share. 
right mm-hmm. so uh, that's something that uh, i also do on a regular basis but i make sure that as a blogger i'm writing every day i've made it a daily habit it's a routine that i follow and uh, the results have been really great for me because i always have something uh, that i can publish right away it's just up to me whether i would like to publish it or not and uh, it's all about you know doing the seo research and all that the editing the editing part is the most difficult the writing is okay but editing is the most difficult right and editing is where you spend most of your time so i have a lot of draft posts right now and i'm procrastinating on them so mm-hmm. uh, but regardless i just make sure that i write at least 500 words a day and sometimes when you do these uh, these when you develop these mini habits right sometimes i've seen myself writing 3000 words or uh, even 5000 words a day doesn't matter how many words you write you just need to make sure that you meet the bare minimum bracket and you can you you are basically happy that you you know you have not uh, wasted your day so that's something yeah. that i do as a blogger and i hope uh, anyone who has a writers block out there can just uh, follow this advice another tip i would share for writers uh, block is uh, basically if you are struggling with ideas just you know write down your favorite movies or write down your favorite books and uh, explain why you like them so much right so mm-hmm. if you have like 50 favorite books list them down and explain why you like these books and these are some exercises that will get you out of that writer's block and uh, something that has worked for me in the past valuable valuable love it love it sanip it's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you tell our audience yeah. how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you yeah sure so uh, uh you can visit 99signals.com that is my main marketing blog uh, like i said uh, it uh, gets close to half a million uh, little more than half a million visitors i would like to get a million visitors so i'm hoping anatoly's podcast can really help me out there uh, <laughs> and uh, when you uh, when you visit my blog you'll find a lot of marketing resources a lot of resources on entrepreneurship uh, we already mentioned the best uh, Uh, the uh, the list of best books i have on my site you can check that mm-hmm. out i also have the list list of best movies for entrepreneurs best best podcasts for entrepreneurs youtube channels for entrepreneurs so a lot of entrepreneurship resources so any entrepreneur out there or aspiring entrepreneur out there can check these resources out but uh, i also have a very exhaustive seo uh, archive right there are a lot of seo mm-hmm. posts that you can refer to and uh, many of the techniques that i mentioned here today Uh, can uh, be explored more on my blog so you can uh, just uh, visit 99signals.com and you can get all the information uh, that you need there thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift we'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts